I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. I'm wistfully looking out the window in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and joining me on the other line, waiting at the LCBO for a take-home rapid test. It's your girl, Caitlin McKinnon. Womp, 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 womp. Womp, 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 womp. And legit... Legit, mm. I almost accidentally got into that line today. Did you? Yeah. More on that in a minute, friends. This is episode 266, which I initially thought I'd make a joke about order 266, and then I realized there was no two, it was just order 66, and I just would have, yes. Caitlin would have come down here and punched me directly in my face and then turned around and walked back to Hamilton. Um, yeah. So I didn't do Absolutely. that. <laughs> Five-hour round trip, just so I could just slap him <laughs> just, as hard as possible. Just, just the pinnacle of all the erroneous Star Wars things I've said over the last four-plus <laughs> years of doing this podcast. Just, that that was the one that was going to do it. Friends, if you want to go back and listen to all my erroneous Star Wars facts, you can go wherever you get your audio content. Be it Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, or Stitcher. Give the show a rate, review, follow, subscribe. We appreciate it. it helps other people find the show and the little algorithmic C's out there where they're getting things suggested to them. If you are on Spotify, there's a little bell on the show page. You can click that. You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live. If you're not on Spotify and you're like, well, that's not in the spirit of the season, you jerks. Why does Spotify get all that? And I'm going to say, relax, y'all. I know. I know. We're treating it like the oldest and you're probably out there <laughs> using the middle child. I was going to say, calm down. Middle children everywhere. We got you covered because you'll know when a new episode arrives because you will hear the sound of festive chimes on the wind because your episodes are being delivered from the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip by your mans. John C. Frostilicus the third, geek down internet elf. He doesn't care about capacity limits. Don't apply to him. He's just going everywhere no. to deliver those episodes directly to your devices. He's doing his best out there. <laughs> as are, we all are. As are we all, friends. Listen. <laughs> It's going to be a rough one, but we'll, we'll, we'll clue you in, non-Canadians. We'll clue you in in a minute. If you'd like to tell us how you're handling the seventh, eighth wave, what are we What are we going into now, Kate? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's more, It's you know what it is? Mm. It's when you're a kid and you don't know what a title pool is, and then you're like chilling <laughs> for like the first three minutes that you're in there thinking it's good. Yeah. And then like five minutes later, you're like, oh, the lifeguard is blowing their whistle because <laughs> you're drowning and no one's noticed because they're all having a good time at the wave pool, but nobody told you. I think the difference in this analogy is uh, the lifeguard been blowing on the whistle and people <laughs> in the pool are like, you don't get to blow your whistle at me. You don't get to. Oh yeah, that's, you that's good. You don't get that's to tell me not to be submerged in this wave pool. That's my freedom to drown in this yeah. pool. I am allowed to run all I, around the pool. I will horseplay as much as I want. <laughs> I will use the paddle board to try and shoot it at someone's throat. 
Oh, the classics never go out of style. Friends, if you have uh, fun wave pool memories you want to hit us up with, hop on over to twitter.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives on the social meds. The only place the show lives on the social meds. If you'd like to support this endeavor financially, a little last-minute gift buy-in for your pals Jordan Kate. You can throw three bucks in the old tip jar, ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Noticed in the edit, didn't even say where the tip jar was last week. I was just like, throw three bucks in the old tip jar. People just could be out there throwing money in the streets. And I missed it, Kate. And I missed Maybe it. Maybe Chauncey collected it. Maybe, Maybe he did. It. And you know what? He probably kept it and didn't tell me because he doesn't text me. And that's fine. You know what? He works hard. We offer him. We pay him nothing. So he yeah, can. He does it for free. For free. But yes, ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. If you would like to support this endeavor financially, we always appreciate it. And thank you for your generosity. Because who knows what the future is going to bring. Friends, we had a good run where we remember this was a show about nerdy things. And not mm-hmm. so much not so much the navigation of the endless hellscape that we're all living in. And then Omicron came crashing through like the Kool-Aid man and was like, What's up, fuckers? Oh yeah. And Ontario, where Kate and I live, went from about three to four hundred cases a day to three thousand cases a day today, as we're recording. Right. So that's right. fun. I mean, anecdotally, should be said, should be said, uh, ICU occupancy remains steady. That has not spiked yet, but fingers yes. crossed that an increase in cases maybe does not lead to an increase in ICU occupancy. That said, I ain't trying to get COVID, you nasties. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just, I am so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, and I know that's, I, I don't work in the medical field. I really have no right <laughs> to be tired at this point. Um, but I just, it's just hard when you, you know, people are out there trying to tell people like, Hey, you're do opening things up too soon or, um, Hey, this other variants coming out. Um, I work at a college in Ontario, as we've mentioned several times on the show. And, um, they were like all set to open, basically open up for January. Right. And literally on Wednesday, they were like, hey, that's not happening. Um, and I mean, they could have been smart and sort of made that call a lot sooner. But I mean, it, it, I think it's a lack of leadership or strong leadership um, with COVID, which I think a lot of places have seen. Um, and it's uh, a balance between capitalism and, you know, keeping citizens healthy, um, even when they do everything in their power not to be healthy, like getting a vaccine or wearing a mask um, or not doing any of those things for reasons. So I guess it's just like, I mean, we've done this before, um, and it would have been it would have been nice for things to change. But I'm not I'm not wildly surprised that we're we're not like they haven't locked us down again. But basically, all these things that were supposed to happen in January and in the new year, that's it's not happening. Whoops. And so, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying the show is going to revert to its uh, you know spring. 2020 weekly therapy session, <laughs> but you know, what... where we talk about all the things we bought. <laughs> yeah. 
one time one time throwback to uh to that to that life without the uh without the e-commerce at least not e-commerce for ourselves because it's it is still the holidays <laughs> Um, yeah, it seems like, uh, the, the main thing that's changed in Ontario, the province Caitlin and I live in, is that they seem to have finally figured out that, uh, more accessible testing is probably a thing that's good. And like rapid tests are now finally okay. <laughs> they're like mailing, yeah. they're like mailing them <laughs> to people in the States. You can't walk, they're like handing them out, like, you know, mini sized crispy crunches in the middle of Times Square out there, but like I've never even seen one in real life in Canada. They have finally figured this out. You gotta go to the L C B O to get one. Okay, sure. People are like, what is the L C B O? It is the Liquor Control Board of Ontario and it is run by the government. And I did not know this because I've kind of been in a hole um news wise. And uh, so, uh, two issues. One, uh, signage people, signage is very <laughs> important in life. Second, if you are in line and you see some, some people who look very confused getting in line, it is your job as a decent human being to be like, Hey, this is the line for X and not Y. Listen. So thank you to that that older gentleman who saved me from waiting in line for like, I don't know, three hours to get into the LCBO today because I thought, oh, weird, there's an LCBO line. No one was going to say anything. Thank you, sir. You saved You saved my life. Listen, I've seen Caitlin McKinnon handle a line before. It's terrifying. You don't ever want to deal with Caitlin McKinnon when there is line mismanagement. Oh, man, you got to queue properly. It's a bad scene. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm supposed to go home uh, next week, see the fam jam. Still am. Am going to get a test. I was on the fence about getting a test beforehand. Now I'm like, well, I got to get a fucking test. Um, I'm not trying to blow COVID all over my friends and family, even though, I'm, you know, it, it's that thing. Well, you never, you never been symptomatic. You know, you, you never had a sore throat. You got no symptoms. That's, that's the thing. Home slice. That ain't changed in like two years. You can be asymptomatic and still give it to people. The best thing, man, the thing I saw, DJ House Shoes, who I follow on Instagram, and this is low-key the last thing I want to say about all that business, but, like, he, uh, he's been very diligent. He posted on Instagram today that, well, let me just dial it up here. He posted this today, that being uh, December 17th. Uh, so the first indoor party I did in 20 months last week was a private event where COVID protocols were supposedly followed. It was a small event, maybe 30 people tops. At least five people got COVID. That's a 20% infection rate. I'm back outside. Don't be an idiot. You don't have the right to kill anyone, dummy. Put a fucking mask on and get the shot. How shoes? How shoes? <laughs> that's basically it. That's, just, that's for some knocking some books off the table type of music. Um... Yeah, just ugh. my my fear is like we have seen already the increase in quote unquote mask exemptions, which is my favorite. It's like Steve Carell calling bankruptcy on the office, right? Like I have a mask exemption, <laughs> bro. Okay, okay, bro. Sure. Um, the number of those that we see coming through a major Canadian retailer on some like. You know, hi. Do you have a Do you have a mask today? It's like I have a medical exemption. Oh, bro, sure. Um, 
now, like minutes before we recorded, the Ontario government announced a uh, another 50% capacity limit on most large things, including retailers and shopping malls. So, wee! Yeah. Week out from Christmas, we got to manage lineups again. That's going to be great. Uh, and also, all oh. the people who were uh, shouting medical exemption beforehand, that shit might not play anymore. We might be back to like, I don't care if you got a medical exemption. We have a yeah, ro- we have do. a robust online experience for you. Yeah. Well, that's how it starts, Caitlin. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, the government lowjacking us? <laughs> yes. That's hats. Get your how hats here. it starts, man. I, and again, speaking of medical exemptions, I, I was taking the bus the other day and I wasn't paying attention. I just heard some woman talking about like, is it okay if I sit here? I have a medical exemption. Sometimes, you know, people get, people start having a problem if I try to sit next to them. And I look up and this woman literally looks like a Facebook profile photo from my hometown. It's like ball cap backwards, Oakley polarized sunglasses, <laughs> beats by Dre on her head. And... I don't know if she's on the phone, but she's then like proselytizing the whole way home about, you know, well, if, I mean, if you're not going to do your research, I'm not going to wear some, some useless mask. I was like, Oh, this, and you know, me at this point, (laughs) I never directly engage. I just scream like a crazy person from the back and amuse the people around me. (laughs) So I'm like four seats down going, Uh... I'm four seats down going, this doesn't really sound like a medical exemption thing anymore. Like you just, you you, just being a dick. Just being a dick. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. That's it. That's it right there. That's that's it in a nutshell. Really. Hey, we should put that on the headline. Don't be a dick. Don't be headlines everywhere. Uh, People dick. are dicks. Don't do it. <laughs> People are dicks. Just dicks. Just dicks everywhere. Um. Caitlin. Dicks flying around. Yeah. There's no actual news out there, but there is something that was brought to me by someone cute, and I went, huh? And I watched it, and I learned more about it. And Caitlin, I think yeah. a wonderful thing is going to happen in the culture in 2022. Oh. There are few things in this world that are certain. There are you know, death, taxes, idiots claiming non-existent mask exemptions. and Dicks. We said it before. Dicks. And the queenliness of Michelle Gale. Oh my god. I was I had that as my note. Unimpeachable the queenliness of Michelle Yeoh. Oh my god, are you you are get, you about to hey, talk? clear the lane. But, but I, I, clear I, I, the lane. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. You can go back to maybe episode 4 for like the first mention of Michelle Yeoh on this program. Yeah. We will talk about her at any given opportunity because she is a motherfucking goddess on earth. She she is. We we ride so hard for her. We ride very hard for Michelle Yeoh. So when someone cute DMs me a movie trailer, and <gasps> yes! I and I yes! start it up, and I go, oh, oh, hey yo, hey yo, yeah, and uh, then I'm, and I'm, then I'm, Kate I'm, Kate. I'm, Clear, clear the yeah. line, Caitlin. And then I see she's apparently in the fucking Witcher. Yes, I just saw that too. Is that was my this was my only news adjacent thing, Jordan. So Michelle, the Yo is here. That's what I'm saying. 2022 year of Yo. 
It's here. It's happening. Fucking get on board. Like. And the thing he is talking about is everything, everywhere, all at once. So this is a movie by a uh, writer-director pair called Daniels. Not even, not even, not even an article or preposition. Fix it, grammar girl. Whatever the is. No the. Just Daniels. It's two guys, both named Daniel. Um, yes. And as they are saying, the official line is, it's about a woman who doesn't know how to do her taxes. Um, you watch the trailer and it's like, if Michelle Gondry directed the matrix and you say, Oh dear God. Yes, please. Cause the only thing better yeah. than Michelle Yo is 75 Michelle Yo's. There are two things I want coursing through my veins, <laughs> a COVID booster and this movie. <laughs> wow. There's, that's the, the, there's the, there's the headline for the episode. Yes. Agreed. Uh, this movie is apparently coming out in spring. I don't want this to be my only fear. My only fear is if I go back to my days of like really watching a lot of martial arts movies circa 2000 to 2004, you know, I'd be spending too much money at the cinema one in Devonshire mall in Windsor, Ontario. Just grabbing whatever I could see from Tartan Video, you know. They just they would, whether it was verses or uh, yeah or Bullet yeah. Ballet or, or movies like that. And the trailers, you bought them because the trailers looked fucking awesome. And then you got them home and you went, huh. Now I don't think this is going to be a huh type thing, but my only fear is that oh, I hope everything good didn't you know go what, into the trailer. Do you know what the litmus test is? Hmm. Well, there are two here. <laughs> is Michelle Yeoh in one? <laughs> Well, okay, Michelle Yeoh. No, because Michelle Yeoh was in the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sequel. So, um, and she was amazing, but the rest of the movie was not amazing. Um, it's who produced it, and it's the Russo brothers. Oh, word! Yeah, so that was a twenty-four. I didn't know the Russo brothers were producing it. Okay, yep, we're good. And and Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, this is, is it our movie of the year before it even comes out? Very possibly. And- <laughs> possibly. I'm so, I'm sorry. I honestly, I, I saw the trailer. I sent it to senior correspondent Chris and was just like, <laughs> like I was like, I was on, I was vibrating on a different <laughs> level. Um, and then we had like this full discussion. We just can't wait until it comes out and I, all about it and blah, blah, blah. I watched it again before we started recording and like I watched it originally on my phone. So then I watched it on, on my TV and there was a scene where, so I knew the, the gist as far as you can tell is like, I don't recall the character's name, but it's just always Michelle Yeoh in my heart. But the, the first one you see is older retiree kind of befuddled. Um, literally like the director said, you know, trying to do her taxes. She's at a accountant's office. And then stuff starts happening and it's basically I, the, the biggest, it's kind of like Kang from Loki, right? Like some dude shows right. up and is like, there are, you know, an infinite number of you spread throughout universes and you have access to their memories, their skills, blah, blah, blah. And it was just a random scene where it cut to, you know, Michelle Yeoh, number 75, whatever, who like works as a science spinner for a pizza <laughs> joint and then cuts to another one that oh. is fighting and using a like steel chair, like a steel folding chair. And using it in the exact same way as 
pizza spinner is using the sign to like defend herself mm-hmm. and block guys from hitting her. I'm like, fucking my God in heaven. Yes. Like Kate said, just so, literally, I'm just ripping my sleeve up. It's like, just here, put it here. So Sense8 did something very similar, but it was not this like, what's the word for it? Um, mind bending, if you will. And it also didn't have Michelle Yeoh in it. So. Yeah, and there's yeah. there's other things here. The, the, the Michelle Gondryness of it is like the the whatever's going on with the googly eyes, whatever's going on with her fingers in that one scene. She's got real long yes. wobbly fingers in one of them. Um, anyway, go watch the trailer. Everything, everywhere, all at once is what it's called. It's an A twenty four movie, apparently produced by the Russo brothers. And yeah, just watch the trailer, and I dare you to. Refute what Caitlin and I are saying. You will be out there with us on these streets, just begging to have it shut into our veins as soon as possible. Um, yeah. And then, well, and then just because I was scrolling and I had, I had the only thing I had on my piece of paper really was everything everywhere all the time. And I was scrolling and I saw the Witcher blood origins and I was like, eh. And then I saw Michelle Yeoh and I was <laughs> like, oh, oh yes. More Michelle Yeoh in the world. Yes. Just all the yes. Plus, she getting her Star Trek spinoff, right? Like, she's got a Star Trek spinoff coming? Eventually, yeah. I mean, I don't know when and where, but that is that is the the hope. I don't know if they put it to rest for a little bit because they have so much going on or what, but... Well, or, we, we or everyone's it. got COVID because I looked at Deadline this morning <laughs> and that was literally every story. Production on X halts due to... Uh, halts. COVID. Due to COVID. So, yeah, 2022, year of yo. If nothing else, if everything else (laughs) falls to pieces, you will always have the queen ready to look amazing and kick your ass probably at the same time. Yeah. My Man, I got to really dig back into her filmography. I got to find some of her, like, Jackie Chan stuff from the the 80s. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I got to dig those up. They got to be somewhere. Anyway. Uh, I got a kind of a hard out today, y'all, because I'm in the middle of my work week. Listen, it's it's the it's the end of the year. It's the Christmas season. I literally, I told someone cute this morning, I woke up feeling like just a gnarled ball of gristle. Like it literally felt like my body was like, oh, nice, unballing. Like, <laughs> like at some point while I was sleeping, I just balled up. And then as I woke up, had to like stretch myself and uncurl, basically. Ugh. I, w- I woke up feeling like the witch's slippers in <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and to just uncurl all that. That's the state of my life right now, a week out from Christmas. So I will have to go to bed soon. So we're going to keep it moving as best we can and move on to updates. Kate, hadn't been that long since we last recorded. You getting anything new and exciting? So funny you should say that. Oh. I don't have any updates because... I have a problem, and that is that I watch everything with my husband. <laughs> so, of Byron, Chris, and I right now are watching everything together. So, he has this crazy work schedule, and it's been wild for the last two weeks. And basically, I'm just waiting to watch things with him. Christmas is basically <laughs> going to be all TV all the time. Um, so, I was like... I don't know. I've been sort of looking for something I could look for myself. And I, as I was doing Christmas research, um, I ran into something. And you may know all about it. But I I didn't know. I feel very behind. I feel very old right now. I didn't know it was a thing. 
Um, and I am very excited about it. So do you know what a webtoon is? Vaguely. This is like the Korean version of a webcomic, right? Yes. So webtoons are a type of digital comic that originate in South Korea, usually meant to be read on smartphones. Mm. Webtoons, uh, oh, they have an actual term. I, you know what? We butchered Japanese enough. I'm not going to go and butcher <laughs> Korean. Like, <laughs> just not happening. Um, so they're, uh, they're, they're almost always in color. Um, because they're for sm- uh, um, smartphones, and um, they are done vertically, so you scroll instead of having to like click next page, next page. So a whole issue is just done vertically. Scrolling down on your phone. Yeah, so it's it's like made for your smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, which this a I was just fascinated and delighted by. Um. And so I read a couple of them. So far, they've only been stupid romancy ones that I will never give you because you won't make fun of me. Um, but there have there is one in particular, and this is how I got here. It's called Lore Olympus. Now, oh, is that what that is? Heard of it? Yes. So we get, Lore, we Lore got a Olympus, shit ton of it in at work, and yeah, so it's, it's clearly something, but I didn't know what it was. It's it's from this so they now has a it's has its own f- first volume but it is a romance webcomic uh it was created by new zealand artist rachel Smythe. um the comic is a, a a modern retelling of the relationship between the greek goddess and god uh persephone and hades people have done this before she is not the first to do this concept um the legend of persephone is that basically hades the We'll just say the god of hell um, steals her because he, you know, falls in love with her and says she can leave, but she eats six pomegranate seeds or three pomegranate seeds or whatever, basically eats food from the underworld and has to come back. She can live above ground half of the year and then um, uh, in hell the other half of the year. She's the goddess of spring. This is like one of these m- mythologies that explain the seasons um anyways the thing is absolutely stunning i don't know if you flicked through it at all jordan um like the the copy but it, it's, it was also wildly addictive and i'm not a huge romance person it's not one of the things i'm not a you know i am not into really into the romance genre um but this thing was just the format was so easy to use. It was beautifully drawn. Um, and it was real easy. Now, um, the other part of this webtoon thing is that there is the model is really interesting. Um, like Lore Olympus is basically free until you get, well, at the moment, until you get to the it's not done the series, it still has a long way to go, I think. Um if you wait, you can get the issues for free. But if you want them now, you basically buy coins mm. on the app and then use your coins to buy a, a sneak peek of the issue. Not a peek, like a, like just being able to like get the the next issue, quote unquote, um, uh, sooner than you would ha- like. You might have to wait like a week or two weeks or three weeks or a month or whatever. So they're using um, microtransactions. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't usually do that, but I was so addicted <laughs> to this thing. 
that I was like, give me all of it now. I bought I bought fucking coins. I felt like <laughs> Jordan in his tappy tap game. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. I, I just spent six dollars on tons Who's of coins. Too good now. <sighs> it's not me. I'm just I am just a romance junkie. So apparently what I am. So when you talk about like the app, like are these like bootleg Korean translations or are they licensed? From- no, no. Like this lore Olympus is, is, it is English, but a lot of them are like webtoon is the thing, but it is also the biggest app. I know that mm. there are others out there. Don't yell at me internet. <laughs> um, but, uh, they have tons of stuff. So they've got tons of Korean stuff that's been properly translated. Um, they've got, um, stuff from all over. They've got, a lot of stuff that's western um so it's like yeah it's it's real good it's really like i just it's something because i do read graphic novels occasionally on my tablet my really old tablet (laughs) and one of the frustrations is the sometimes it does take a little while to load sometimes because it's not made for a tablet yeah um there is a sense of like you're not getting the full experience, especially when something is a two two page spread, right? Like it's just not it's not quite the same. Um, these are made for scrolling, um, and they're just they're fun. They're just fun. So if you want something fun, um, like I said, a lot of these are free um, or mostly free. So you can like dip your toe in and just take a look. People out there, especially those who love web comics and love romance. Um, and yeah, it's just, um, I will just put a little like uh, a warning that um, they don't show anything. It's not graphic or anything, but uh, it does deal with um, sexual assault um, and trauma and stuff. So just be aware of that. It's pretty early on in the series. So I, didn't want, I don't want it to like surprise you and, and upset you. People out there who may take a look. Anyways, it but it all all together it's a fantastic fun experience and I'm so glad I discovered it before Christmas. Well. In lieu of updates, give me one thing you're excited to watch on the break. Oh, oh. Um The Witcher, actually. I, I am excited about that. Um it wasn't like my favorite thing ever, but it was fun. And I think we need a lot more of that in the world right now too true everyone knows what i'm excited to watch on the break i'm trying to figure out how to get prime video hooked up to my father's television so he can look at me quizzically as i watch the perfume polygon wave concert on (laughs) amazon prime as you should all be doing as well listen i know there's only so much espousing i can do on this program i just take it as a fact that y'all know my feelings on these things but you should watch that goddamn concert when it comes out (laughs) Uh, what do I have update you know wise? Make, make it an experience. Make it an experience. Listen, I want Kate over. <laughs> it only took like four years, but I want Kate over. Kate watches these trailers now and she's just like, motherfuck. And I'm like, yes, motherfuck. Caitlin noticed that they had backup dancers for the first time ever on this tour. Yeah. I like actually like, I watched it again to be like, what? She's like, there's uh, other, there's other people on stage. <laughs> Uh, what do I have? My updates. Nothing super out of the ordinary. A lot of the usuals. Um, I fired up GTA because I want to check out that contract mission. The Dr. Dre, um, you know, return of Franklin 
one of the main protagonists from the uh, story mode of the game. That expansion for GTA Online, and I should have known, like, everything on GTA Online, it was going to require me to buy some $2 million building or something to even start the missions. Oh. So, I guess I'm back on the grind for a week. It's going to snow in GTA again soon, though, so that'll be fun. Oh, that's nice. It always snows at Christmas. Oh, can you steal a snowplow? I've never seen a snowplow. You can uh, have snowball fights, though. That's kind of amazing. Like you can ball up like 10 snowballs and then throw them at people and pedestrians. It's just much more wholesome. Yep. That's amazing. Much more wholesome than mowing people down in the streets. Um, Kate, I want, I want to talk about music for a second. I'm discovering music all the time and I never really, I never really share it with folks on the show. Um, two things. I'll hit you with two. Um, there's a Korean singer named Hootie. H O O D Y. Not like, okay. not like minus the blowfish. Um, I was about to, I was just about to be like, oh my God, is this Hootie's return? It is. Hootie it's, the Darius Rucker has moved to Korea. No. This is Hootie. She is a, uh, not, it's hard to say, call her a K-pop singer because she doesn't really do K-pop. She kind of does like indie R&B type of thing. And she has crossed paths as like guest vocalists. On what for other artists that I follow a little more closely, one of those artists being a I don't know how to pronounce her name. I always say Sumin, but her like her Instagram handle is like a pun on like something about you. So I don't know if her name is Summon, but oh okay. Either or, we'll go with Sumin. Sumin is a crazy talented producer, songwriter, and singer who does her own stuff and does work for other people, and she produced. Hootie's latest song. It's called Lights. Um, and I follow Sumin on Instagram and she plugged it on her account and that sent me to go find the video. And the video is just what they call like a dance visual where they just got a couple pro dancers who are apparently very well known because when I, you know, I have a couple friends who are like deep in it and I will send them things when I find they're interesting and they will do the same. And I sent this to our friend Gina and Gina was like, oh my God, it's Monica and Lip J which were the two dancers in this video and are apparently a big deal. And I was like, yes, I just realized they're apparently a big deal. Um, (laughs) There's, there's a line about Prometheus stealing fire at the start of the video. Um, So I don't know if that's the like image they were going with, but it's just, it's a real, it's really well done shot video, smooth ass dancing from the ladies, good singing, good beat just, and the only, the only thing I have against it is in the Spotify era. Every song is like three minutes long. So you're like, you, you could have given me another course on this. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. Um, so that's the one thing. The second thing I was listening to the Juan Epstein podcast this morning mm-hmm. at work. Juan Epstein is an old ass podcast. That's taken on many forms over the years. It's co-hosted by uh, Peter Rosenberg and DJ Sypha sounds who at the time were the morning show on uh, hot 97 in New York. Their lives have gone through many changes. Uh, Rosenberg still is a morning show host on Hot 97. Saifa does like stand-up comedy now, basically, and like tour DJs for Dave Chappelle. Okay. He was the DJ on the Chappelle show back wow. in the day. And it kind of started as like an interview show, and now it's just kind of like a shoot the shit show. Um and sometimes but, sometimes those are the best ones. Oh, and they're amazing. If, if you find a good one. 
to have like those guys over the years kind of like started like hating each other and like they just they only knew each other because they were working together and i think the story is originally they started doing the podcast as a like we need to like <laughs> our chemistry needs to be better so let's <laughs> let's use these podcasts as like you know um rough drafts for the morning show um right. Yeah, but like Rosenberg, he does uh, sports radio in New York. He works for the WWE sometimes. He's got wrestling podcasts. And yeah, Saifa does all that comedy stuff. And they're just, they, to see the growth of them as, and their relationship is just always really heartwarming. And they also are like super hip hop nerds, obviously. Um, Bobby. From like way back, like Rosenberg put in the work as a white Jewish guy to get in at New York's biggest hip hop station on air. Um, he actually put out one of the better rap albums. Like he pulled a DJ Khaled where he just assembled a bunch of beats and said, I want these people on him. If you like your grimy New York boom bap real late, uh, on Spotify is a phenomenal album. And Cypher used to be like open for funk flex at the tunnel in the nineties. Like, like the hip New York hip hop club. Like they have, they have been around. Um, so they can talk about things like, they gave a textual analysis. I think I played it for you. They gave a textual analysis of Hey Lover by LL Cool J once. And I. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Almost soiled myself at work because I was laughing so hard. I, it was hysterical. Anyway, yeah. they have this guy on this week. His name is Russ. He's a white guy from Atlanta. He's been in the game for a minute, kind of came up producing his own stuff on SoundCloud. He put out like a song a week for two years or something. And that really put him on kind of in like the blog SoundCloud rap era um i've never really listened to anything he's done but he put out this project right at the end of the year called chomp 2 it's the sequel to a ep he put out uh last year called chomp and it is very similar to the rosenberg project where it's just like he clearly has a deep rolodex because he's got wale big sean snoop west side gun conway um, the game, Joey Badass, like just oh, cra- I love the game. Cra- <laughs> you love the game. Interesting. Um, I, 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 yes. <laughs> we will one day mark, we will get into mark, why I love. Mark it. your bingo card, y'all. Did not see that one coming. <laughs> Holy shit! Caitlin loves the game. Okay. Um, he has a great. He has a great verse on that album too. Um, and fun fact, I think it was. Ah oh shit! What the hell was it? Like the diary, the diary volume two or something. He had an album from like a couple years ago that was like, oh, when you have the money for sample clearances, you can make a hell of an album. He had, he had a very good album a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But this Russ album is very like not a trap drum to be found. It's all heavy boom bap, great features. And I was just like floored. I was like, I was like, oh my God, hip hop, hip hop. Like just... <laughs> It's what old farts like me love. <laughs> so I greatly enjoyed that. Shouts to you, young man. All you olds out there, take heed. Take heed. Good job, young man, who's been at it forever and I only started paying attention to. <laughs> uh, what else do I have out there? Okay, listen. Listen. I am late on this, but I'm not as late as some people who listen to this show. And I, in my defense, I meant to talk about it like four weeks ago and I kept forgetting until I wrote it down in my notebook. You hear me do the patented Caitlin McKinnon underscore there. That's me. 
That's me making sure I remember to talk about what a late year miracle my discovery of Side Talk NYC has been. Y'all, if you have heard I, anybody in your life go bing bong in the last three, oh, I wanted, three weeks. I want to do it this whole episode at parts. I wanted to go bing bong, but I knew you were going to talk about it. So I was like, oh, I got to I gotta hold on to that. I got to hold on to my bing bongs. So this has been around for a minute. And like I said, I, I am late in my, because who I am as a person, obviously I learn about something exists. And then if I care, it's a deep dive time. And I know they were getting write-ups in like New York Magazine at the start of, uh, start of 2021. Basically, these two kids who would do like little man on the street interviews at their high school in LA, and then they both knew, moved to New York for film school, and they get the idea to just uh, do it in New York, and they do little one minute episodes on Instagram. And New York is a much different vibe from a Los Angeles high school. And these dudes figured out very quickly that they should just get out the way. And let New York be New York. Um, so if you have seen anyone say bing bong lately, they have gone super viral, like nuclear viral in the last three weeks for, um, I think, audio from a couple episodes taken from these uh, recurring characters. Like they, ha- they have a cast now, right? They have characters. They have these dudes they find online yeah. who make their own little videos and then they put them on side talk and they explode. Um, so these dudes from Coney Island... Including, like, a dude who lives on the streets, who they just call it. His name is not Byron, but he calls the president Joe Byron. And, like, audio of that scene about him telling the president to take him out to dinner. What do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Hey, yo. This has become, like, audio on TikTok for people to, like, overdub, right? Right. So that's why it's gone super, super viral. To the point where moments before we started recording, I saw the Jonas Brothers and President Joe Biden doing something with that audio. I I just I was going to say, I, I hope that Joe Biden's going to take that gentleman out to dinner. <laughs> it's the least he could do. And the thing that I – the first one I saw was this dude. His name is Spider Cuz. He dresses in a full Spider-Man outfit with Timbaland boots and like a fitted gold chains, drinking Hennessy through the mask. And he hates Batman. And they sent him to New York Comic Con, and it was just him running around New York Comic Con talking to people about how much he hates Batman, <laughs> having having woman, women twerk for Uncle Ben. It was – I could not believe it, and I just fell down the rabbit hole of all the side talk <laughs> videos. And what I love about them is they are pretty, pretty much as real as it gets, but so joyful. There is such a joy mm-hmm. to these videos that I find, um, whether it's – Fourth of July on a Dykeman, and I don't, I'm not going to say the neighborhood because I don't know it that well. Somebody's going to yell at me. Probably someone cute, but <laughs> I don't know the neighborhood. <laughs> um, and like Spider Cuz hosted that one as well, and it's just they're setting off fireworks, they're having a good time. And you know, also bearing in mind, this was like you know <laughs> coming out of COVID, right? So people got a lot of energy, and we outside. Oh yeah, we outside. I think became a thing from uh, you know. Uh, the MC Jadakiss at a recent versus concert. We outside became a thing. You know, I'm outside. We outside. Like we are outside. Finally, we are not inside anymore. And spider cuz rolls up on this cop car, <laughs> this cop car I pulled by. He's like, he's like, where are we at, man? Where are we at? We outside. We outside. He puts the sticks, the mic in. And this cop just kind of leans into his hand, goes, we outside, we outside, we outside. <laughs> and, like, 
It's shit like that. They threw a water balloon fight. It's just so joyous to me. Like people trying to live, people just trying to live their lives, man. New York's a wild place. 2021 is a wild year. It's just people trying to get by. And I see so much joy in those videos Um, and shouts to them. And I hope, I hope if they're getting money, uh, all I'm going to say, this is me concern trolling now, I admit, but like if, if, if them kids are getting money, I hope that's my money's trickling down to, uh, you know, the people who are starring in the videos, shall we say. Nobody's out there shouting lines from, you know, Trent the host, you know, <laughs> they're, sh- they're shouting right. lines from, you know, the guys who are, now, Bing Bong is about the only thing they can take because it starts with a little, every video starts with a little subway chime. Yeah. Sorry. I just, you showed them to me and, and if I just want like this, like window, this little window into like the, f- the world, the wacky world of, of New York and often, like you said, very joyous, just people living their lives. That's always, it's just, they're little short clips and they, they kind of weirdly remind me of, remember the, the speaker's corner days? Oh shit. Yeah. Yo, all respect <laughs> to speaker's corner. Speaker's corner was two ninety nine queen street. West in Toronto, uh, is an iconic building for especially us nineties, eighties, nineties babies. Cause that is where much music mm-hmm. slash city TV was. And, on the corner, they basically built in like a video camera where for like a buck or something, like a loony coin, you got like, it would just record you for a minute. And they would assemble all of these into a show every Sunday night with Speaker's Corner. Mm-hmm. And it would just, you know, these people got to just say whatever they wanted to. And sometimes it was, you know, I hate the traffic on Spadina Avenue. And sometimes it was people just talking mess. And sometimes it was about sports and Sometimes I think and a lot of time it was drunk girls It was drunk <laughs> out on a Saturday night. Like I got to find somewhere out there is the dude who had to go, the intern who had to go through all the speaker's corner submissions. And yeah, that dude probably saw a lot of wangs in his life. But anyway, it's Kate is correct. It's very much has sort of like speaker's corner kind of gave that ground level uh, window to Toronto at a certain time. And this definitely gives kind of mm-hmm. like a ground, a ground uh, level window into New York. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of joy in people of color, a lot of people of color, you know, finding joy in their lives. And that's, I think that's why I enjoy them so much. It's just, it's been such a window of optimism, I guess. I guess. <laughs> and like some videos are hey, like, like I keep on saying, we need all the optimism we can get. We'll take it in any form. That we do, Devin. Uh, last thing on the list. That'll bridge into the most important update. I know you're waiting on it. My DM's been blowing up. The people want to know. I'll get to it. Calm down. <laughs> Before we get there, uh, we got to talk about Hawkeye. D'Onofrio confirmed. That's all I care about. D'Onofrio here. Mild. No way home spoilers, but it was everywhere. So that's two now. You know, you had Charlie Cox show up for like 35 seconds in No Way Home. And you got D'Onofrio in the Hawkeye show. So... Give me back Daredevil is what I'm saying. <laughs> Give me Daredevil. But we talk about Hawkeye. What we're really talking about is Echo. And what we're really talking about is Jordan. Did you sell the Echo comics? And the answer is no. Not yet. All right. In short, the answer is not yet. Um, because the dude who said to Mr. Malash, 
yeah, we'd sell those today. When Mr. Malash went in with them to try to sell them, the dude was like, I don't know. They might go up. Maybe you want to wait till the, uh, the guy is crazy straight. Like, I don't think the guy's playing. I don't, I don't think the guy's making a play. Right. He has been very straight with Mr. Malash the whole time. Um, right. Basically saying, and like sharing the business, right? So if the run is, if the first Echo story was like five issues, really he only cares about the first issue because that's the one that's going to sell because it's going to be the dummies that just come in and buy first appearances and stuff. Right. Like that's what he's going to, uh, that's what he's going to make his money off of. And basically I had a couple, Jeff brought a couple other Lucy's um, with him, like an old... I have I randomly have the last issue of the first Marvel run of Star Wars comics, which is apparently like a ninety dollar book for some reason. Oh, I think because nobody cared about Star Wars in nineteen eighty six or whenever it was. Like, like, listen, it was it was done then, right? And people were just scrambling for you know the people who were into it were scrambling for whatever they could get. And I don't think they at that point the print run was small, so I don't think there were that many of them. So Jeff brought that, and he brought like I have the first like kids He Man comic from like. 85 <gasps> came out on like you do yeah it came out on like star comics which was marvel's all ages kitty brand that's amazing you want like a rainbow break comic or something it came out on star um and it was like he would have thrown he's like okay i'll give you x amount of dollars for these and i'll throw an extra hundred in for those two so then jeff and i get to talking and it's like well he's, he may be right like i my initial feeling until you told me he said sell them now was to wait to see what happens at the end of the hawkeye show and wherever she ends up, that character ends up. Because that may add a little more buzz to her. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what he's saying now. So I said, I said, listen, take the Star Wars and the He-Man. And if you can get a hundred bucks for those, cool. It's a hundred bucks I didn't have. But he went back in and the dude was like, no, that was only with the other books. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just, we're waiting. We're still going to sell them. We may sell them when I'm home for Christmas. But we, we are currently putting pause in it to see where the Hawkeye show ends up. So. Cool. I'm not being a chud, everyone. <laughs> Kozak. Did he? Did he full on call you a chud? He did. He said you're being chudly. He oh, did. good for Kozak. Chud, you, this does not need to be uh, <laughs> adjectived, ma'am. Uh... We don't have to do that, friends. We're gonna take a pause right here. And when we come back, Christmas time continues. The Netflix original. Time to get romantic. Time to get in your feels a little bit. We've gotten nostalgic. We've gone full-on trash. Now we're getting romantic. We'll see how that worked out when we talk about love hard after this break. And welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the thing we have brought each other. Of course, I brought all the Christmas stuff because I got real excited and I'm regretting it. <laughs> You're regretting it. <laughs> well, yeah, I have to do all this extra talking and work and don't bringing regret, up descriptions of movies. Don't regret anything. <laughs> um, but before we get started, we have rules. Um, the first one doesn't apply. It's the rule of three. It's if the thing comes in parts or episodes, we'll watch three of them. So the thing gets a chance to become the thing it's trying to become. But of course it is a film. So it is, it should be. If it isn't, then it has failed. <laughs> um, 
the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. That's the rule that we will not talk about the thing until we are sitting in front of these microphones. I don't even know if Jordan has watched this. I mean, I, I do. I do kind of know that Jordan has watched this. But I don't even know if Jordan has watched this. And we do that so that you guys will get the freshest of takes, even if the stuff is a month and a half old. Right? Yeah. Right, Jordan? Yeah. Um, and the third rule is not really a rule. It's just a policy. It's that there will be spoilers and that if you're like, no, I don't want you to spoil the ending, whatever could it be uh, for me, then you should probably go and wrap some Christmas gifts or like water your tree. Water your tree, everyone. Water your tree. Not if it's fake though. You'll just go water all over the floor. Um, all right. So this is love hard. It is a 2021 American romantic comedy film directed by Hernan Jimenez. Sorry if I butchered that. And written by Danny Mackey and Rebecca Ewing. Ewing? Ewing? I don't know. It took two the people to write this? Yeah, apparently. Okay. The film, which stars Nina Dobrev, um, which she is the lady from Vampire Diaries. That's all I know. And uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Yang. Um and Darren Barnett, is about a young woman who travels to her online crush's hometown for Christmas but discovers she's been catfished. Um, if you don't know what cat, cat, catfishing is, lucky you. Uh, it just means that someone has been pretending to be somebody else and is not that person. Um, so I, do we have to go into the plot? I mean, it's not... It's it's slightly different than terrible Christmas romance mo- movies. Yeah, I don't know if this movie's good, but it definitely understood the assignment. Yes, like I don't expect as the kids would say. I, I don't expect which if we are nothing if not kids. I don't uh, I don't expect these movies to be good or narratively sound. I expect them to feel comfy. Maybe yep. give me a laugh or two, and I have to believe Check. in the chemistry of the main characters. And question mark. Yeah, I'll give it a check. I'll give it a check. Um, okay. All right. I just really like that he made candles, y'all. Uh, it was great that he made candles. I thought it was fab. Love that he made candles. Uh, yeah, basically he, you know, Natalie has been living a very L.A. life, meeting very L.A. dudes. And when she is chided by one of her coworkers at whatever online site she works for, sidebar... You know, there were some people who work as online writers who are like, no one who is a online writer has an office like that or an apartment like that or is only an online writer. No, no. All of that, no. You know, you know, dreams of Sarah Jessica Parker that you are just, you are working uh, doubles at the Panera Bread before you come home and bash out 800 words for this site. Anyway movie we don't have to get too far down into that but when she's chided or she writes about bad dates basically and when she is chided by one of her co-workers to set her her location settings a little cast the net a little wider as it were because she's been looking very uh local and it's only when it gets expanded to the whole of america that she meets uh the jimmy yang character whose name i don't remember because i don't remember character names um, Josh. Nope. Yes. Josh. 
Josh, Josh and Tag. Tag was the dude. It's see, tag, Tag's the name because it's just the worst <laughs> and is amazing. So Josh has been using Tag's photos. Tag is very pretty, and but everything else is him. It's his. It's facts about him. It's his likes and dislikes. It's just photos of Tag. Um, so the the bond that is forming between them is between Josh and Natalie. Even though Natalie is you know goo goo for these photos of sexy Tag. So when a offhanded yes, also need to point out that they are t- also talking on the phone, which yes. I know people don't do anymore, but they are full on talking on the phone, having conversations, hearing each other's voices. And like when they when they try to suss out, um, you know, proof as it were, you know, they'll get a photo of Joshua Photoshop, uh, you know, tag holding up a sign that says "By Natalie" on it, uh, type of thing. Which again, still not enough. You ain't. Like FaceTime exists, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a hard jump. You ain't get you ain't getting on a plane without pushing that surprising them with a FaceTime out of nowhere. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, I can't remember if it was it was an offhanded comment about I wish you were here for Christmas, and then I think it was she didn't just why her editor was also trying to push her to go. Yes, yes. I think that's that is the that is the crux, as they say. Oh, she wants to go. She pitches it as a happy ending story. And when the editor, the editor is not interested in that. But when he realizes the details of this is some online thing, he's like, and she's never seen him. He's like, oh, God, yes, this is going to be fantastic. (laughs) Um, It will be a trash fire. (laughs) So goes out to uh, Lake Placid, I believe. I've only ever known as an alligator movie, but it's apparently an actual place. Right? I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is a real place, isn't it? Do they have alligators there? Pretty cool for alligators, but uh, loses her luggage. I did like the scene where, like, the small t- <laughs> the, it, the movie did get a couple laughs out of me, so there's some burnout working the counter where she's trying to report her lost luggage, and he's, like, put it in the after-hours slot. <laughs> he's like, but we are in hours because you are here. He's like, this is just policy. And she calls for an Uber and it's that the burnout pulls up again. And she's like, I don't want to ride with you. I'll just, I'll just get a lift. And he pulls the Uber tile off his dashboard and puts the lift one. And she's like, is this a joke? And he goes, the gig economy is no joke. It's a good line. And it, that is true. <laughs> and it is true. It's um, a good line. Listen, so she, yeah, she, end, she ends up there and um, finds out very quickly that Josh is not Tag. Um, Josh looks nothing like Tag. And as a... He works out a deal where to get his... You know, it is typical stuff. He, to get to get her, his family off his back because he thinks he's... They think he's a... He thinks they think he's a failure. Because um, his dad's super outdoorsy and he just wants to make candles. And he's got this brother who is very brother. I really hope the direction was just do the most all the time. Um, yeah. Because that was... Yeah, that's that's actually like pin perfect. That is right on. That's that's what that dude. That's what that dude did. Um, to pretend to perform a charade that she is actually um, that she is actually his girlfriend, and they'll just you know stage a breakup at the end of the holidays, and in return he will you know he knows tag they when they were old grade school classmates. They've known each other for a long time. He small town. Tiny town, he knows Tag's likes and dislikes, you know, whatever. He will coach her to be the perfect girl for Tag so she can get, you know, what she thinks she wants. 
what she thinks. So she, she can get tagged. Am I right? Am wow. I right? Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Wow. I'm the president of hitting that ass. And inadvertently, you know, who's every everyone's lying here. She's lying to tag. He lied to her. Josh lied to him. She's lying to tag. Josh lied to her. Oh, what a mess, Caitlin. What a mess. Will true love ever oh, win out? what's going to happen? Will true love ever win out? Yes, of course it does. Um, but like I said, this movie understood the assignment and it wasn't like, we accept that at this point, something like the princess, Switch is not trying to make a good movie, right? Like no one thinks that's good. Yeah. No. Right. I don't think I'm, off- I don't think I'm offending the Hudge by suggesting that no one who worked on the princess, Switch thought it was good. They were like, can you believe they gave us money for this? Um, whereas this, you know, an attempt was made. And I think mm. they they knew they knew their ceiling. <laughs> they knew their floor, they knew their ceiling, and they played within it. And ultimately I was found this to be one of the better dumb bad Christmas movies we have watched in this experiment. I greatly enjoyed this for what it was. I'm I'm gonna keep the the um the test to what it was before. Would you watch this movie again? Probably. I might not yeah, go. I, feel, I might not go looking for it, but if someone was already watching it, I would join. Yeah. Like and, my one of my favorite parts was the was the having to collect all the newspapers with the announcement <laughs> of their of their engagement. Yeah. So that, like that was stupid and fun. That is where some of the of the you know conflict comes because he as it becomes clear that they are you know kind of making each other better she encourages him to like his brother always needs to be the center of attention and she says you know like if he steals the spotlight steal it back so they go caroling at one point and his older brother and his sister-in-law are doing too much and they this was a moment where i was like I like that they did it, but it was clearly someone had that idea and then wrote an entire like segment of a movie to get that idea. Movie in. around it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was real wedged in there. Yeah. And it's basically, you know, taking the conversation that we've been having for like the past seven years about, uh, baby, it's cold outside and Josh and Natalie perform it. But Josh says, do your lines. I'll change my lyrics. And it turns into this, like, you know, <laughs> anthem of consent where basically he's telling her to leave. Um, and it was cute and it was fine, but obviously it's a bit, it's a big hit with the, uh, with the occupants of the retirement home where they're caroling. So Josh's brother can't let that stand. So he announces that he's going to have a baby with his wife. And then Josh is like, I'm stealing it back again. And like drops to one, puts on this performance of proposing to her, um, which his family is very into. So that's where they, so they go off book is, you know, they don't go along with the plan. That's where the conflict comes from. So his mom puts a surprise engagement announcement in the newspaper, which leads to them hitting up every, uh, newspaper bundle in Lake Placid to try and get it off. So, so tag doesn't see it and, you know, hiding out from <laughs> hiding out from a, uh, from a very violent paper boy. Um, very disgruntled. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's basically, it's when his family would go off book because they're so amped about uh, these developments, whether it's throwing them a surprise engagement party or putting in the announcement or things like that. And that's where the shit comes to a head where they, Josh's grandma, who should have got more game time, to be honest, 
Josh's grandma didn't get enough to do yeah. in this movie. Yeah, agreed. Um, she wants to get into online dating, and oh my god, there's such a su- success story. Uh, bring him down to the uh, to the nursing home and give like a little seminar to the seniors on how to how to start an online dating profile. And as the seniors are all like coming up with with um, euphemisms for you know putting their best foot forward, whether it's like the guy who's in a wheelchair who suggested he should say he just loves to roll with his homies. Mm. Um, oh, it was good. It was stupid, and it was good. It was real stupid. <laughs> um, Josh and Josh and Natalie both kind of realizing Josh sees. Josh is telling the seniors, you don't want to do that. He's already, you know, come to terms with, you know, what it said about himself that he would yes. lie about himself like that. And Natalie and gets insight wrong. and Natalie get, you know, cause you, it starts with one thing to make yourself you know, look a little better. And then, you know, suddenly you're not the person you are anymore. And the person you were at the start was fine in the first place. Hey, after school special, what a great moment. And also as Natalie is watching him give this speech, she's getting, hey. a, Hmm. Every good Christmas movie needs a positive <laughs> message. Needs, there needs to be a lesson, yes. Whether it's you should whether whether it's to like go back to your family bakery in the middle of Montana or, you know, leave that guy in the city for the country man. Whatever the the whatever the message is, there has to be a message. It's Coming this Christmas, leave the city for that country man. <laughs> Um, you know, Netflix, it's all hall, the same. A Hallmark original from Caitlin McKinnon. <laughs> I would be, I would make an amazing Hallmark, <laughs> I would crush Hallmark that. movie writer. Um, so yes, and then Natalie watches him make this speech and gets a little insight into why he did it in the first place. And maybe he wasn't such a terrible person. Maybe he just made a mistake. And But then they waltz into a surprise engagement party and Josh realizes that... She was there also as a writer and tag figures out that everybody was lying about everything and the whole, the whole thing falls apart. Um, and then five minutes later she shows up and does the love actually thing. Um, but I gotta say, Kate. Yeah. When he opens the door and she's standing there and all the lights are on and it looked cold. This movie looked cold. Thank you. It's important. Do you know why that is? (laughs) Was it filmed in Lake Placid? It was filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia, October 9th to November 21st, 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say it's filmed in Sudbury, which I heard once. Maybe <laughs> you maybe you told me that they're all filmed in Sudbury. Um, no. But yeah, when, when she he walks out and she's the, light, the lights are on her, I'm like, yeah, this is doing what it needs to do. I'm here for this. Yeah. It's just, it's just really good. And I hope, uh, and, I hope and his candle also- business is thriving and I hope she moved to Lake Placid <laughs> and I hope everything is great. And and um, I liked and sorry one button on my take of the movie, and I like that it never showed you. I like that it just stopped. Right, was there like, wasn't this like whole he, big thing. He moved to L.A. or she moved to Lake Placid. Look at his look at his thriving candle business. I, everything I just said, you don't see. It's just like I hope that happened. No, it's just bam. They're gonna try. Cool, awesome. Go set up Grandma's profile. Go and go roll and, around in that weird basement you and. Were in. And another important message that guys sometimes have self-esteem issues too, folks. It's true. Listen, it's totally true. And I like that he wasn't, 
you know, I don't want to say it. Like he wasn't presented as like a loser. He was just like a different type of man. Yeah. You know, he worked in the, he, he could climb, he could rock climb if he needed to, but he liked making handles better. Like that was his interest. And you know what? He just should have told his dad because his dad was cool with it. His dad might not be Well, cool. I mean, if if you can make a candle that reminds you of a p- departed loved one, you got some <laughs> skill. I mean, when dad finds out he's got to pony up $75,000 in, you know, startup capital, that might not be a <laughs> – he might like it a little less. But you know what? That's after the credits, and I don't know. I, as far as I know, it was great. It was great. Yeah, maybe they invested in Bitcoin. <laughs> maybe he probably did. Um <laughs> you have a visitor. The UPS man is not a visitor. <laughs> <laughs> that line alone just told you everything you uh, need to know about that dude. And I enjoyed that line as well. It did some, it did some things well that, you know, above to make a good crappy Christmas movie, you have to do a few things that are like, that would fit in like a decent non Christmas movie. Not a lot. Just hit one or two. The line about the gig economy. Um, the UPS man isn't a, isn't a, isn't a visitor. There's a couple things in there. There's a couple things that would be okay and would flow in like an actual like studio comedy. And also, also, hmm. also very important. The acting was good. They got actors, real actors. They did. Yeah. And nobody was, nobody was really cringy in this. Nobody really no, made me go like, mm, mm. um, <laughs> nobody was really hamming it up too much. It was, it was played pretty straight. Um, honestly, even the bit where she sings, I would do anything for love at karaoke with her face bloated up from, (laughs) from allergies. Oh, I forgot. I don't, I did not like that part. I don't like body horror as we know. And that (laughs) That, to me was was very body horror. That's considered body horror. I didn't consider it body horror. I just, I just like the reaction of everyone from the bartender to the dudes at the table (laughs) as she's trying to be super seductive. And they're just like, Oh, Oh, ah, this is. R-U-F-F. Anyway, I'll give this a 7.5. Okay. I'm going to give it a 7. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun. And this, the, the theme of this episode <laughs> is we need more fun need in our lives. More fun. And it can't come from online shopping. Stop it. Not all the time. Yeah, like Kate said, if would I watch it again? If someone cute wanted to fire it up, I would absolutely sit through it again. If I walked into a room and someone was watching it, I would sit down and watch it to the end. If it, if this was a regular TV movie and I caught it in the middle on a Saturday afternoon, yeah, I'd probably leave it on. Mm-hmm. Which is probably about the highest compliment you can give these piles of garbage. <laughs> but we love them anyway. That is on Netflix. Friends, The Holidays fall on weekends this year so that means this is your last hang with your bffs for the calendar year yep (laughs) we will be back with you first week of january we hope you have a wonderful wonderful holiday keep it relaxed whether that's with or without folks from a distance via zoom however you spend it We hope it gives you, we hope it is restful and nourishes your soul. How about that? You can let us know how you're spending it or get at us or wish us happy holidays. 
because we'll still be kicking around the Twitters at GeekdownPod. Otherwise, we will be back with you in the first week of January. Thank you so much, friends, for spending an hour and change with us every week. It truly means the world to us. Merry Christmas. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. I hope you have a wonderful holiday and a happy new year. And bing bong. Good lord, banana hands. What do you tighten this thing with? <laughs> You're the one who tightened them because you kept on being like, stop touching it every time I fiddled with it. <laughs> banana hands. What does that even mean? Palm a basketball over there. <laughs>